Welcome to the Globe Trotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globe Trotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School of Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globetrotten ADs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Globetrotten ADs. Here we are in the fall season, and things are getting heated up and getting busy, uh, but we're happy to take some time out to t- speak with David Nurse. Uh, David is a former professional basketball player and a coach, a best-selling author, a transformational coach, and a motivational speaker. So we're going to hear some of the things he would like to discuss with the Globetrotten ADs today. Uh, but before we dive into that, I'm going to send it over to Nick in Vienna. How are you doing today, Nick? Yeah, really good. Really glad to have David here and um, and talk about well, a lot of different things that, that he gets up to and has done and, and will do. Um, I know we've mentioned him on the pod a few times and uh, the keynote speaker for the student-led conference, uh, oh man, a couple years ago. So we've been doing some things, um, but excited to have you first time on the Globetrotten AD. So welcome. David. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. You're in uh, way cooler countries than I am, but uh, yeah, fire to be over there with you in person someday soon. Uh, you're still warm weather over there on the on the West Coast, so. Yeah. That's true. That's true. We have the consistency, 72 degrees, whatever that is, Celsius, and sunny daily. Yeah, cool. Well, listen, I, I know exactly what you're up to. Um, you know, we, we chat. And I think some people out there do too, but not everybody. So can you kick us off by just, just giving a little bit of uh, intro to yourself and who you are? Yeah, totally. I mean, my background is primarily in coaching in the NBA. I realized that I didn't have the height and athleticism to play in the NBA. I wasn't that tall, couldn't jump that high. I could shoot really well. That was the only thing that I could do. And I like to tell people I was, you know, Steph Curry before Steph Curry. I was just <laughs> before my time. No, not really, but I uh, had the gift of shooting. I was like, okay, well, I, I can't play. Why don't I use these abilities to you know, coach in the NBA? So I went on this journey of, of you know, running basketball camps all over the United States, sleeping out of my car, sleeping in well-lit Walmart parking lots, doing basketball camps for anybody that would take me in. And eventually, I mean, long story short, five years after doing that, I got an email from the Brooklyn Nets I didn't know anybody from the Nets, and it said Brooklyn Nets shooting coach. And I thought it was spam. I thought someone was playing a joke on me. But that next week, I was the shooting coach for the Brooklyn Nets. And I was there for a year. However, in the NBA, when new head coaches come on, which happened at the end of the season, the whole staff is out. So another door shut. I couldn't play in the NBA. Now I couldn't coach in the NBA. But it's just how life is, really. And I always come back to this. This quote that my mom said when I was at my lowest point, had nothing going for me after getting cut from the, I put air quotes by this professional team over in Spain I was playing for, more like a (laughs) Will Ferrell semi-pro than it was actually professional basketball. And she said, David, when one door closes, four open in an entire beachfront patio overlooking the ocean. And it caught me off guard because I always thought it was one door, one door. But what she was saying is when a door closes, an opportunity shuts 
It's just God's way of saying, I've got so many better things ahead for you. Now go take action and go open those doors. Not going to happen for you if you just sit there and wait, but you go take action. Continue to use these transferable skills that you've learned along the way. It's led me to now coaching NBA players individually, working with the, some of the top players on their mindset development, even consulting for NBA teams, speaking to Fortune 500 corporations on mindset and confidence, writing three books, living in Los Angeles and meeting my amazing way cooler than me wife, my than myself, my wife. So when a door closes, there's many great opportunities ahead for you. Yeah, that's pretty great advice. So just a, just a question about that. When, that. when you have that initial onset of the door closing, right? Uh, when you when you realize you weren't going to be working with the Nets anymore or you, know, you had that initial disappointment, right? How long does it take you to kind of get through that? Or what's the process you went through uh, to kind of realize like, yeah, another door is going to open, but when or how, or what am I going to do to make that door open? Because this happens yeah. to every, right? whether we're a sixth grader trying to get on the A team of middle school soccer from the B team or a professional player trying to get to the next level. So like, what's kind of those advice you can give about going through that process of when that door shuts and how to get the next door to open? Man, that is such a great question. And there's no easy answer for that, really. Like when the door shuts, it hurts. And to say it doesn't hurt is a complete lie because there is going to be that sting. There's going to be that remorse of feeling like you put so much energy and effort into it. And then what you thought was for you didn't happen. But the one thing that I have found, no matter what, we don't know the timing on this, but if you continue to take one step forward daily, just a small step progressing towards the person that you aspire to be in alignment with what I say is your full potential of who God has created you to be. And that takes some self-awareness time. That takes some, you know, some introspection. Okay, what is, what are you passionate about? What do you, what do you feel your purpose is? What are you doing for a bigger mission than yourself? So there's some work to be done there. But, but honestly, the, the short answer is just taking a daily step forward. There's something you can improve in that's going to take you one step closer to where you want to be. Now, here's the understanding too of, let's take a step back. You don't have to have your end result of, hey, this is exactly who I'm going to be in the future. You don't have to have it. I'm still continuing to transform. I'm still like, right now I'm speaking, writing books, working on mindset with people, but it could be something completely different 10 years from now. We continue to progress forward and learn and transform. And that's the beauty of life is the constant growth. So it's one per one step, 1% forward. And the power of this, which I think is the, the most important math equation. Now I know there's teachers out there listening. They're like, oh, all the math equations are important. All right, well, maybe. One to the power of 365, 365 days in a year is one. But 1.01 to the power of 365 is 37.8. That's 37.8 times greater if you're just taking one step forward. So in a nutshell, when the door closes, how you get past that is understanding that God has a greater plan for you. Everybody goes through these types of rock bottom or failure or rejection type moments. And if you just keep taking a step forward, it'll eventually happen and probably 
most likely this is just how it works in a greater capacity than you can even imagine. But if you stop taking a step forward and you just go backwards or you feel bad for yourself or you think, woe is me, then it'll never happen. We don't know on what time it's going to happen, but that is the formula. One step forward daily. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. You mentioned like you don't know what's going to happen next, right? So a lot of the students that we're working with are adults. They're, they get stuck on one thing. Like I have to do this one thing. And then now that gets taken away, right? And they don't understand what's next. So that that's what always gets me is it doesn't just have to be playing on the varsity boys basketball team. You know, don't get hung up on that. Find something else. So that's what I, that's where I struggle with having kids, you know, and getting them to realize that there's other things out there. You just got to find your thing, right? Totally. I totally agree with that. And I mean, I think the best way to find your thing, especially at that age is just try a lot of things. You're not going to be, you're not going to be great at everything. Yeah. I'm I mean, proof of that. Like if you give a, give me a, something with like more than three instructions or to put something together, a handyman type of thing, I'm out. I'm checking out. You place me in the woods and say, hey, David, make a fire, try to survive. Nope, done, can't do it. I'm good at very few things, but I didn't know that right away. Yeah. I didn't know speaking and writing was my thing. I was, even in college, I was a communications major. And I, I mean, I was kind of just going through the motions and everybody was like, oh, wow, you're just, you're just checking out. I mean, communications is so easy. Yeah. Well, look who's laughing now. That's what I do for a living. And I just, I realized I really loved it, but I wouldn't have known that had I not tried it. So there's, it's hard to say like, Hey, this is my thing. I think, I think just the transferable skills that we learn through so many different sports is, is incredibly advantageous. It's even like, Knowing professional baseball players, the best baseball players played basketball, played football, played others, played soccer, because there's so many different muscles and mindsets that work together to make you better at that sport. But I think some people get in this, this zone of like, oh, I have to individually focus on being the best tennis player from age two. Like, nah, I don't think you do. Yeah. The best overall athletes have done it all, have tried it all, have developed those transferable skills. Yeah. Yeah, we we love in the international world. Love the multi sport athlete and you know seasons and and play this sport next season. You know, play a sport all three seasons. Learn something new. Don't just play in a basketball club all year round, right? Um, but that's not easy. It's not easy for parents to and players to think about. And and you know what though, like in that same breath, the the most successful people that I've seen in business and in anything later in life are those who played team sports. There's nothing that compares to when the when the mind is that, I mean, soaking in in a sponge to everything around it of being able to work in a team, develop themselves individually, but also for the betterment of the team, how to work with people, how to go through pressure and stressful situations, how to deal with wins, how to deal with losses. You don't learn that anywhere other than in sports at that age. Yeah. And I think like no matter what, like it's, I mean... Professional sports is professional sports, but what you learn there at that age in team sports can't beat it. Sure. And personalities, right? And oh, 100%. Might not be the best of buddies. Might I like that person, but once you get on the court, once you cross those lines of the field, you got to depend on that person. You have to rely on them. And it's important that you're all on the same page. So, yeah, absolutely. I remember, too. I, lo- I love the, the crossovers of, of- just everything sports and academics and you know how the athletics after school helps you with the kids during school and 
just all these things and reading your books. I mean, you're, you're an athlete. You were an athlete. Probably still are. Probably still play something. And, but, but then all these things. Oh, pickleball. There you go. Yeah. Um, but all these things help, you know, as you're an adult, you know, they, they're all transferable, right? So Pivot and Go, your first book, Breakthrough, lots of like sports, but life references. And uh, your latest one, same thing, right? It's called Do It. We're talking about taking action. But there's a lot of examples of for the type of person you are, how to stop, take action, and and uh, be better, right? Oh, so I love the I love the crossover. Can you can we talk about some something in your book that's athletic related? Well, I think I mean in in taking action, and and athletes are all about taking action. It's it's interesting because in life and in athletics, our biggest defender is not the team we're playing against. It is ourselves. Yeah. It is ultimately the defense and the glass ceiling that we place upon ourselves, whether it's on a daily practice or a sporting event or just our overall potential. And that that defense mechanism comes because of the fear that we have, the fear of the unknown, the fear of, well, what if I fail? The fear of, well, what if I'm not good enough? And not knowing what's on the other side of taking action, which is the unknown, is why we hold ourselves back. So everybody in sports and in life where you're at currently right now and where you aspire to be in the future, whether it's athletics or life, in that gap is fear. That is the gap, the valley of fear. The only way across is a, is a bridge called action. Now, the book Do It, The Life-Changing Power of Taking Action, it outlines nine different action archetypes. And what I mean by these are you, you align with the type of action taker you are. So, I mean, for example, the allodaxophobic is one of them is, do you fear other people's opinions? Do you not take action because you're worried about what other people think? Or the burn, did you get burned in the past? Were you cut by a, a coach and you won't try out for the team again because you're afraid to get cut again? Are you burned by the past? Are you using the past to determine your present and ultimately your future? And there's many more, the perfectionist, the blamer, the inopportune, you're too young or too old. And, and one that I always come back to that I think is one of the most powerful action types is the underestimator. And this simply means, because there's only two camps of people, literally only two camps of people, you're either a person who says, well, why me? Why, why do I deserve a great life? Why do I deserve to achieve my goals and be successful? Why, why, why little old me? Or you're the person who says, why not me? Somebody's got to do it. Why not you? And I've always adopted that, that mentality after I was cut, like I was telling you earlier. Well, somebody's got to be an NBA shooting coach. Well, why not me? Somebody's got to be a top keynote speaker, an author. Well, why not me? I want to do it. Why not me? So it goes through these different action archetypes. Yeah, it's a little bit of a leap of faith as well, right? Because you got to have the confidence in yourself and the, the ability to say, I can do this and I can, I can achieve that, but what's it going to take to get through to get to that? Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a great point. So a lot of these things we're talking about now, actually, I'm, I'm thinking of my daughter because she's a 12th grader now. She's a senior. And so there's, there's a lot going on right now, especially this time of year with uh, preparing to graduate. She's an athlete as well. She's on the soccer team, basketball team, softball. So this is great advice. I, I'd love to pass on her. Like, you know, you got to take it one step at a time, one day at a time, which is tough. And it's tough for me as a parent too, because there's so much going on. I'm trying to 
keep my job, my job busiest of our job as ads, and then try to say at some point I got to stay time out. I got to I got to soak in the moment now because this is it. This is her senior years. She's mm-hmm. gonna be going. So, um, yeah. I think these are great pieces of wisdom for her. I, I'd love to pass on. I know other kids who are twelfth graders who are dealing with the stress of the everything that's happening with the twelfth grade year with. IB exams coming up and trying to get ready for college and and move it on. So this is this is some great stuff. The fear of the, un, the unknown. That's that's spot on for what you're saying here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, no, totally. And I think at that age, especially one of the things that holds a lot of people back is they they think they they have to be perfect. It's the perfectionism. It's living up to expectations, whether it's the expectations of themselves. Their parents, teachers, expectations is very weighty. And if you feel like, hey, I have to be perfect or it's my life won't be complete unless I get X, unless I get this, then you're playing a game you'll never win. I was just recently with two of the top sports coaches in the NBA, Eric Spolstra is a very good friend of mine for the Miami Heat, and Sean McVay, another good friend who coaches the Los Angeles Rams. And we were having dinner a couple months ago here in Los Angeles, and they both went on to tell stories of when they were at their lowest point. And you know when they were at their lowest point? After they won the championships. They were the top team, top coaches in their sport. After they won the championship, they were empty. Crazy, right? Because you would think the opposite, but what that tells you is there is no I made it moment that's going to fill you. And they both went on to say, until we realized that it's not about winning the championship, yeah. it's about improving these young men on our teams. It's about helping them live better lives. It's about genuinely caring for their well-being. That's when it really fulfilled them. That's when they felt that camaraderie. So I would say to any kid, fourth grade, 11th, 10th, 9th, or anyone in athletics, or I mean, just you know, going for to try to get in that great school, that's not going to fill you. It just won't. There's never an I made moment where then you're good, you've done it. How do you enjoy the journey and the process, the daily growth, the daily exhilarating life growth that you're putting into these competitions in sports and these challenges you have? And there's so many noises and distractions from the outside world. But once you understand that you are uniquely made and you are the only you, and that's, I mean, that's, more than enough yeah then you can finally live in the you know appreciation for who you are it's tough you you know that's so funny that you said that i remember we i've coached here for i know 10 years i was a professional baseball coach right and we lost in the championship a couple times lost in the semifinals a couple times we finally won and after we won everyone was going crazy on the on the field and i was sitting on the dugout by myself like super bummed out and it was like Nick what's the matter what's the matter I'm like I don't know I don't I'm not feeling really good right now it was just such a hard you know and it, it took me a while to realize why are you bummed out right now but that was it it's like that's what we won so what no man that's great that's a great point yeah well that's I great point yeah young to retire go out on top right just like Spolestra and uh McVeigh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh then yeah, what's yeah, next yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both said they wanted like they felt like they were they wanted to quit they wanted to retire after they won not because they were so overjoyed with it because they were just empty with it it's yeah sure, they put everything in so like, that's a huge emotional burden yeah. right and it's everything. yeah totally but you know you know what i liked you, you know we so we bought your 
book, as you know, maybe the people, we bought a whole bunch of books, one for every uh, coach uh, last year. The first people to get the book, you guys were that. That's probably this copy right here in my hand. Somehow it got to Europe before (laughs) anywhere else. How amazing is that? Thank you. Yeah, it was good. It was good knowing, um, yeah, we, so we gave every, every coach one and said, Hey, come pick it up. And I checked off who picked it up. And one coach was like, I don't, I don't need a self-help book. You know, I'm, I'm good. And I'm like, well, just take it. Maybe just read it. Read a little bit every, over the summer, just read a little bit. Maybe you'll get surprised. And, uh, and they were, they, they read it and they came back and they're like, Hey, I really like that book. I found stuff in me that I didn't realize, but also now I see some of the traits in my kid and the kids I coach, right? So like how Matt mentioned, you know, like you can, it's not just, it's not just about yourself. You're helping. That's what we do, right? We're in the, we're helping kids. We're helping kids grow. That's our, that's our business, right, Matt? Yeah. I like, yeah. like things that, that help you do that, right? That's why we're here. Man, yeah. that's so cool to hear that too. And it's like, I mean, you say the term self-help and it gets thrown around, but ultimately there's no way we can self-help ourselves. The only way we can is with others and the camaraderie and the community and what you guys have created. And yeah. and at the end of the day, it's like you can do everything to improve yourself. You can do everything to gain your accolades and your awards. But if you're ultimately doing it all for yourself, once again, you will be completely empty. Yeah. It's the serving others. It's helping others improve. It's pouring into others that is going to fill you. And everybody can try to do it the other way, but I've never seen somebody have a fulfilling life who was all about themselves. Yeah, that's so important when it comes to you know athletic programming, right? What we do, whether you're an international school or a school in the states, big big district in the state states, or or anywhere else in the world, so it has to be service based and and always putting kids first and forward. Uh, and, and your thoughts and your planning and your whatever your philosophy is your program it's it's got to be at the forefront yeah totally and, and you know what's cool though like about life we're playing a win-win game seriously people put so much pressure on themselves of that they have to perform but ultimately the pressure is only created by themselves like mm-hmm. let's say what's the worst case scenario because there's there's a study that i outline in the book and it's about the worst case scenario thoughts there was a study done by Lafrain and newman these scientists, researchers, and they found that 92.8% of worst case scenario thoughts never came true. And we're all thinking that worst case scenario, all putting that pressure on ourselves. And not only did that happen, but of the people that participated in this study, they spent 25% of their day, one fourth of the day, worrying about these worst case scenario thoughts that wouldn't come true. Isn't that crazy? We're playing a win-win game. The worst that can happen is we die and then we die. And then we don't have to worry about it. So there you go. Like, why get caught up in all yeah. these pressures? And that's why, like, I was so passionate about writing this book. It took me three years to actually do the studies and surveys and research more than I've ever done in my life. But it helps people unlock this this debilitating the blind spot of not taking action. And you can come back to this at all times. Kind of like the Enneagram, where it tells you your personality and just the type of person you are. That kind of generally who you are. This is a living, breathing, action-oriented Enneagram where if you feel stuck in something, you're like, man, why, why, why can't I get through this? Why can't I take action? Come back through it. Maybe there's something in your past you need to forgive. You need to let go. I mean, this is called traumatic age regression. 70% of people have this where there's something in their past 
that they have not addressed, where they, they're still stuck in that type of mentality, that doubting mentality, release that. Or you're blaming somebody else, feeling like you have to have it all together, or it's just not the right time for you. There's so many different reasons why we're not taking action. But ultimately, it's a win-win game. So why wouldn't you take action? Right? Just do it. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Cookery are a global multi-sport clothing brand specializing in providing the world's most prestigious schools with bespoke made and designed team uniforms for students of all standards and abilities. If you are frustrated by inconsistent colors, branding, costs, and sizing across your school's uniforms, then it's time to discuss an offering where every sport is available from softball to soccer for male and female athletes at rates to suit your budget. To find out how Cookery could elevate the apparel of your student athletes to a professional level, email the team at contact at cookerysports.com. A dedicated sales manager will offer you a quote today. Mention this ad and receive a special offer on your coach or PE staff order. Listen, we've talked about some great stuff, um, but we got to break some new, break some hearts, maybe, David, a little bit. We got to, because people have been geared up to see you in January in Dusseldorf. Breaks up. Oh, oh, yes. I, I mean, it's a, it's one of the hardest things, but it's also a great blessing. I've, I've got a lot of talks here in the States in January. And if, if you guys can forgive me for not being able to come in January and we can move it to August or in the fall and I can block that time off and, have my wife come with me who really wants to come, who I've mentioned is way cooler than me anyways. You'd rather see her anyway. Maybe we hopefully, hopefully we can do it again. Yeah. But I'm sure Gil and, and they'll get, they'll, they'll fill the gap. I'm sure it'll be hard, but they'll get someone I'm sure um, for the conference. The conference will still be great. And, and we'll, we'll keep working to get you over to some other schools and another talk some, sometime. But sure. because I know after listening to this podcast, people would have been even more excited to see you um, <laughs> we're just teasing it out there yeah. anticipation is the the best part of it right yeah. when you just anticipate something yeah. then when it actually comes you're like oh okay but let's just keep pushing it off and anticipate that much more yeah, yeah absolutely build it up keep building it up okay so people can't see you in january in dusseldorf but they can they can pick up your books right you have a podcast to tell direct some people yeah. direct their listeners somewhere please. No, thanks so much. Yeah. The podcast <laughs> is the David nurse show. So you can check that out where any podcasts are. It's a lot of basis on building confidence and high performance mindset tools, books. All the books are on Amazon, pivot and go breakthrough, do it. I do a small group coaching, which I call the 1% group where there's different things we're working on each month, but progressively gaining 1% steps forward. And yeah, very accessible on social media, put out some some speaking reels there but hopefully see you soon in a country where you reside yeah any so david just one other question any thoughts about going back into coaching basketball has that come across here or maybe somewhere down the road or what do you think great question man and it's the opportunities have been there three years ago the phoenix suns offered me their player development job and basically run it however i wanted to 
And I almost did it. I almost did it, but I had a mentor friend of mine ask me the question, is this really what you want to do? Is this really what you're passionate about? Looks really good from the outside to say, hey, you're the Phoenix Suns, an assistant coach for the Phoenix Suns, and maybe it progresses. And I really do believe, and this isn't self-serving, but I do believe if I, if I put years into it, I could be a head coach in the NBA. I've got a bloodline of somebody who's done it before, so I think I could do it as well. But I just, you know what, to be honest with you, it's not where my heart lies. It's not where I feel like I can reach as many people as, you know, just be, you know, in a gym, coaching basketball, which is great, but I think um, God's made me for more than that. All right, super. Okay. Well, those are great parting words, and we want to thank you for joining us today and uh, all the wisdom you parted on us and great discussion, good good little tidbits out there as we can, we can all learn and benefit from. So thanks a lot for joining us today. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. Until next week, this has been another episode of the Globetrotten ADs.